Anders Kelto joins us now. Uh, today's story, fascinating. It's just a start of what will be a year-long look at that high school, Anders. Tell us what's in store. What kind of stories can we expect in the months ahead? Well, I'm hoping to tell two kinds of stories. One that looks at the students themselves so that our listeners can really get to know these kids and know the, the challenges that they face in school and especially at home. I want people to be able to follow along with them over the course of the year and, and really feel like they're getting to know these kids. And then the second type of story is is about the school more broadly because there's a lot at stake with COSAT, the school that I'm spending a lot of time at. It sounds like a fascinating place. It seems really well-funded. Well, it was started by a couple of guys about 12 or 13 years ago as sort of a pet project, and then it grew They actually established a foundation to supplement the school's budget. And then it sort of went through this transition from being a a private enterprise to a public one. It's now officially a public school, but it is still supported by an independent foundation. That foundation provides computers for the kids. It provides staff and a library. It's not unusual for kids in South Africa to pay tuition at public high schools. Is anybody paying tuition at COSAT? Students at COSAT don't have to pay any tuition. The only expenses that the students have are school uniforms and transportation. There's no school buses, so they have to pay for their own way to school or just walk. For students who can't afford a school uniform or transportation to school, COSAT does provide scholarships and small amounts of money that they give to the students each month to cover those costs for them. The account in your story, Anders, of the boy who took his own life, of feeling the pressure to succeed. I mean, that's an extreme case, but are all the kids at COSAT feeling some level of that pressure? You know, Marco, when I first got to COSAT, I was amazed by the school. It, all the kids seemed so happy. They seemed so excited to be there, and, and they really are. But as you dig a little deeper, you realize that they're under a lot of pressure. Some of it's coming from themselves, but a lot of it is coming from their families, Because of the legacy of apartheid, most of these students' parents are not educated, many of them are unemployed, and they have pretty bleak lives. And they're looking to their kids as a way to succeed in the future. They're counting on their kids for a better future. And those kids really feel that pressure. Well, Anders, your year-long series on the world extends beyond the radio broadcast. You've already got a lot online, videos and slideshows from the school. You'll be blogging, too, I understand. Yeah, it's not just a radio series. It's radio and multimedia. We're producing some really nice videos and slideshows for the web, and I'm going to be keeping a regular blog. The blog is going to have a lot of little slice-of-life stories, photos, just fun little anecdotes that I come across every few days or a weekly basis. And we really want people to contribute to the blog. I want to hear back from people. I want to know from our listeners what students they want to know more about, what issues are important to them. We really want it to be an interactive thing with our audience. So I would encourage everyone who's following these stories to get on the blog and and let me know what you think. And listeners, you can find out more and engage at theworld.org slash school year. If you engage with us and with the students and teachers at COSAT along with Anders, be sure to use the hashtag school year. Anders Kelter, the world's Africa correspondent, speaking with us from Cape Town. Thank you, Anders. We're looking forward to hearing more reports from the high school. Thanks, Marco.